Welcome to the Tripod, where we break down the NRL usually, but tonight is a special extravaganza preview to preview the NBA playoffs, which officially begin Australian time, I think, Sunday morning. We're already in the play-in tournament, and that's been uh, pretty dramatic and pretty exciting. I am joined tonight by Tala, who is now officially a pod legend after giving out a 200-to-1 winner in our NBA season preview show. Uh, Tala, mate, it's an honour to be joined by you to talk some hoops tonight. Mate, it's my pleasure. It's an honour to be here. And, uh, yeah, let's get it, man. All right, let's jump straight in. I want to talk a little bit about the regular season. Let's look back at it. In fact, what better place to start than with that pick? So we've actually got a little clip that we're going to watch together and just relive uh, your legendary um, They've got Keegan Murray coming in. You know, the much bonus, Kevin Herder, okay? Like, uh, and Darren Fox. Herder, awesome shooter. Uh, Keegan Murray, I think he's a good shooter. Harrison Barnes, good shooter. DeMarcus Sabonis, very skilled big man. I could see that being a top 10, maybe even a top five offense, okay? Like on, in terms of points per 100 possessions. So they could score a lot of points, okay? What, 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 what odds are you saying, seeing for the Kings, Jacob? 200 to 200 one. Yeah, I think that's worth a very small bit. Mate, absolute all the credit to you. That's crazy to actually, you know, explain it and not give it out, you know, as a joke, but literally give the reasons why that was good value. Of course, the Kings did win uh, the Pacific Division and they had it wrapped up with a week or two to go. Uh, only credit I'll give to myself is I did not laugh when you gave out that tip. You know, people will laugh at much shorter odds. Anything that's not uh, odds on, people will pick holes in it. And I just, I nodded politely. I didn't think it was absolutely insane um but i did not see it uh, getting up mate uh talk us through that one yeah i mean just my way of thinking is you, you could pick holes in anything i could pick holes in the warriors they were my short i could pick holes in the lakers i could pick holes in the clippers and i could lakers clippers warriors sons you mentioned as sons. Well. and i could pick holes in the suns like you know but at the end of the day the kings had really good offensive players so they had a center that um, can be really involved in the offense in terms of his passing and uh, screening really good, um, useful offensive center. And Demarcus Sabonis, they're uh, someone that can really create a lot of penetration and a lot of opportunities that way. And uh, Darren Fox, very fast. And then they had shooters. So they had a really good, uh, nice mix just in terms of uh, creating a 2023 NBA type offense. Um, so, yeah, that's that's why I like the team. And they were, they ended up being really good offensively, actually. Um, yeah, which, top which of the league. Great. Top and of the league, that, of course, one of the best ratings in history, actually. Um, even yes. effective for pace, so they, they were even a little bit better. I thought they would be a, like really good offensive team, which they were, but they were like sort of all time, um, <laughs> which is you know a bit of a surprise, but good on them. It's like one thing to win uh, at those odds at 200 to one, it was on toppy. Some people even got 250 to one. We've seen people post, um screenshots that the very happy campers and yeah it didn't even really come down to the wire you didn't even sweat it so it's not often that you can like be happy with any futures tip to win it easily but to win it that that magnitude you know it's so rare so I know people can't wait to hear what you've got for the playoffs including what you make of the Kings now that we are uh you know into seven game series but still on the regular season you know another hot topic and one that I won't pat myself on the back yet because it's not official but I think I'd tip the winner of MVP uh, in our season preview. If you go back uh, to last October where Joel was, I think, about $7 at that point. 
Uh, but I tipped him in the group officially that I, I was backing him when he was just over $3 a month ago. For me, feeling the changing of the tide that uh, he was he had the momentum in his campaign and he did finish it strong in that final week. How did you see that race? Did you, you know, did you weigh in on that? Did you have a bet? And, and who do you actually think deserves the MVP this season? I had a bet. Uh, my bet was on Luca. He doesn't deserve it and he's not going to get it. Um, Joel Embiid, I think. So there's a number of factors here. The voters are like media members from what I understand. It's not front right. office personnel. It's not um, players. It's not fans. It's the um, journalists and whatnot. Um, and there's a strong push just in terms of like the deeper numbers, like not counting stats, but um, on-off numbers and like just various um, – analytics that point towards Jokic but I, I like Embiid to be honest I, I think and when, when I think about you know I want a guy on my team to go and try and win a championship I'd pick Embiid over Jokic but that that's not the award the award is a regular season award and he's um you know provided a lot for the 76ers and I think he's going to get it plus he has those uh, like little narrative sort of things like he put up 50 on the Celtics uh just the other day it was on TV and yeah yeah like a lot of um a lot of, you know, hurrah around it. And um, there was games against, like, say, Memphis. He, he blocked Ja Morant's dunk at the rim. Do you remember that? These mm -hmm. are, like, little, like, game-winning plays that you can point to and they're memorable. So I think that, plus he has county stats, plus he has, like, deeper analytical stats, plus the team has success. I think, you know, you might as well, you know, Get in the queue, Jacob. You're going to cash that ticket. <laughs> I hope so. I know there was a little bit, fair bit of disagreement about it. Like for me, uh, Jokic, a phenomenal player, phenomenal season. I'm wearing a Nuggets jersey right now. I just couldn't justify him winning three in a row. I think you have to be historically great. And I do think people say you should only boil it down to the per season and nothing else should matter. But I do think people look back at eras and at players' careers and, you know, whether he was deserving a three in a row, I think he would have had to be head and shoulders above the competition. For me, I really think the strongest case of any player might have been Giannis, but he just oh. got derailed a little bit by, um, you know, that wrist injury and just the fact that the Bucks cruised. But when you consider that Middleton missed most of the season, what Giannis does both sides of the floor, which Embiid does as well. Embiid is an absolute presence defensively. But again, Giannis, you talked about narrative. Giannis, like uh, Jokic, has has won it twice, the MVP award. Embiid never has. He was second place last year. So if we get back to who deserves it, I definitely believe JoJo deserved it. Uh, that exclamation point, uh, 50 points on uh, 20 of 25 shooting. Like to any, They were all twos. He made 22-point field goals in uh, that final week game against the Celtics. He did have about 47 when he played the Nuggets. I know he got grief for skipping the clash in Denver, but he got the better of Jokic uh, in Philadelphia. I do think we're going to get up. Um, I'm just going to keep patting myself on the back. I picked the three-point contest winner again this year, so that was my sixth in nine years. But uh, another memorable tip, people wanted my rookie of the year. I was going for three in a row, and this counts for absolutely nothing. But I was nearly just going to give the favorite, Paolo, at $3, and I went a little further afield with Keegan Murray. Should have gone Paolo Banchero. He's going to win that award. Um, were you impressed with him or any other rookies stand out to you this season? Yeah, I'll probably take responsibility for that one, um, Jacob. I probably pushed you liked him, him as well. A little bit, you you know? liked Murray too, yeah. I, I did like Murray just for the fact that I thought the team was going to be good, like like eighth seed, good seventh seed, good kind of thing. But um, and he'll play a role on a winning team, which he has. But mm. um, yeah, I guess 
Paolo has put up bigger numbers. And, and this isn't how they do it. But if you looked at it and said, oh, yeah, what if we put Keegan Murray on Paolo's team? I think, you know, he would be sort of putting up similar numbers, but Paolo would be, he would be a lesser role on the Kings, actually. So, um, yeah, deserving winner. But, I mean, <laughs> as you've seen, like, there's been some, yeah, I wouldn't read too much into it going forward. Like, rookie of the year winners aren't necessarily on a, you know, they gave it to Brogdon instead of Embiid once. They gave it to, um, who Michael else? Michael Carter-Williams. Carter Who's Michael Carter-Williams yeah. now? You know what I mean? Right, like they're just right. to a guy with a really huge role and they're not necessarily going to become... And, and I agree with that, but I think Paolo... I think Paolo has a really bright future. I think the only yeah, thing put is. the award in jeopardy was um he hit the rookie wall. He went very cold with his outside shot towards the end of the year. And actually, Jalen Williams, another guy who just played more of a role for a team that was actually winning, um, was catching fire from three and was getting a little bit of um a strong campaign towards the end but no i think i think paolo is going to be special i think he was asked to do a lot so his efficiency was down i want to give a shout out to cody rakowski part of the pod group he tipped the winner i believe of most improved player laurie markin and uh, lowry markin and 17 to 1 pretty juicy i really liked the write-up that cody shared for that one so i um i was keen to get on that and uh and tell a few people to jump on cody's tip as well and look it hasn't cashed yet i mean uh, if you watch SGA play today, he um, he had a hell of a season. But who would you give that award to most improved? I actually did read that tip and I liked it, but I didn't jump on because I thought the Jazz would shut him down. Um, but they let him play most of the season and uh, now they don't have good draft odds. But, I mean, that's up to them. That's their prerogative. Um, who do I like? Yeah, I like SGA. He's really upped his game. He's carrying that team. But... Um, yeah, Markinen. You could make a strong case for either of those guys, really. Um, Who do you think will win the vote? I'd say Markinen, yeah, because he's come from a guy that was barely mm, sort of like an afterthought type deal when the Cavs traded him to the Jazz, and then now look, bang, legit all-star, high high um, shooting percentage, putting points on the board, rebounds, you know, like he's, he's got a great case. He's got a great yeah, case. Yeah, he's – all NBA season, uh, and whereas SGA already was an All Star, I think, or at least yeah. kind of fringe All Star. Um, now I know Jar Morant won it one year when he was kind of an All Star, and then he became a superstar. So that would be the case for SGA, but I think uh, they'll go with the finisher there. So looking forward to cashing that one. And uh, thank you again to Cody. Uh, just anything else that stood out to you from the regular season? Like, let's do positives. Like, I know we already spoke about the Kings. Any other kind of team or player? that uh, really surprised you in a positive way this year? My favourite team, that player. Yeah, just the Kings, really. And, and also how bad the Warriors were. I, I, I wasn't, like, super high on them. I think I was on the under in terms of their regular season wins. But, man, they were terrible. They were the worst. Um, they're one of the worst road teams in the league, 11 and 30 away from home. So, like, that's terrible. Like, <laughs> that that's just not acceptable, you know what I mean? And, yeah, Steph was injured and Wiggins had some sort of troubles. But... Man, like I, I don't like that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna on, cover that. Um, in fact, the team you're not impressed with, the Warriors, face against um, the most impressive team of of the season in the Kings. So we'll get to that series. We're gonna go series by series. Disappointments. You already mentioned that you backed Luca, so it would be um, no prizes for guessing another you know disappointing West team. Anything to say about uh, the Dallas Mavericks? Uh, I don't know, man. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty tough to say, really. Like they're just and a lot of it is to do with Luca. I don't necessarily think that 
picking up Kyrie was a terrible thing. I'm a big Kyrie fan, and uh, you know he put up okay numbers. Um, they didn't win with him in the lineup, but I think a lot of it's got to do with Luca. He was just like injured and, and didn't really perform down the stretch, despite putting up you know multiple forty point games and this and that. But if you watch, like it's a lot of crying to the ref, and he just didn't look like a winning player down the stretch of the season. Um, so yeah, that, that team was pretty disappointing. Uh, other than that, yeah, nah, it's gone like pretty. Pretty to script, I guess. Yeah. You know what, what else I'd say was a disappointing theme of this season was the load management season. You know, that's what we're going to remember. I think a lot of players sitting out a lot of games. I think it's actually sparked the NBA looking at changing the rules around eligibility for awards at all NBA to get the star players playing more minutes. I mean, um, disappointment, it's not always someone's fault, but, you know, injuries. I'm disappointed in um, the Paul George injury for the Clippers, uh, the Pelicans lost today in the play-in and, you know, with Zion Williamson saying he's healthy but he doesn't feel himself, like, that's disappointing. Uh, you mentioned, of course, the Warriors have had some injuries, but um, hopefully there's not too many major injuries in the playoffs. I think it's been an unpredictable season. And if the play-ins are anything to go by, we've just seen four pretty cracking games, three upsets, and the fourth one, the Lakers had to overcome a 15-point deficit to win in overtime. Uh, so that does mean there's still a couple of games to play in the next two days that will decide the eight seeds, but we know six of the series. And it's fair to say the two top seeds that you can see at the top of my screen or the screen in the middle, Denver and Milwaukee are going to be winning their first round series. So we yep. can talk uh, series by series, uh, how you like it, but then also um, your prognosis for those teams moving forward. I want to start in the West. This is good as any. Uh, the 4v5 Clippers Suns, where the, the Suns are about a dollar seven, a dollar seventeen, sorry. 17. Um, and um, yeah, pretty strong favorites to win the series at about 4 1. But uh, what do you make of this one? But also, uh, Phoenix in general, who are the favorites in the West? I like Phoenix, good team. Uh, in terms of a bet, odds are a bit skinny. I wouldn't go back in it just in case, like, you know. Um, you know, what's what's the Clippers' path? I think the Clippers' path is Booker or KD or Chris Paul get injured and then Kawhi just goes nuts. That's how they win. That's how your that's how your ticket cashes there, Jacob. But I don't see don't really see it. Well, um, Booker, Booker strained a hammy in the first round last year. And right. who was it hung around with them? Was it um Pelicans? Pelicans the Pels, them. that's right. That's right. Yep. So yeah, they that's, that, that's I do feel like that's what the Clippers would need. Mm. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I don't like it because um the Clippers don't have uh, Paul George, like you mentioned earlier. They have Kawhi, and Kawhi is just an absolute savage. We, we've seen Kawhi in the past be the best player on a championship team. We've seen him mm -hmm. win championship MVPs at uh, two different teams. So, like, I don't want to go betting against that guy, and the Suns are paying $1.17, even though, like, every other factor is lining up to say, go and bet the Suns. I'm not really too enthused. And, you know, just in general, the Clippers aren't good enough. Mm. I will um, just take this opportunity to say that I did share throughout the year or probably two or three months ago now, I really liked the Clippers um, to to win the NBA championship. So yep. that's not looking that's not looking good. So I tipped it at 17 to 1. Three yep. things have happened since I tipped it uh, that aren't good. One is Paul George, the second best player, injuring his knee in March just on the eve of the playoffs. He's not going to be available for the start of this series. That was bad. Number two that was bad after I tipped this, the Suns traded for Kevin Durant. 
who's still, you know, one of the most deadly players in the league. You know, he wasn't in the MVP discussion. He missed a lot of games. But uh, in the final minute of a game, I don't know if there's any player you want ahead of him. I think he still um, can be devastating and so hard to get the better of in a seven-game series. And he, so that he just shifted it. Yes, he's only played about eight games with the Suns because uh, he got traded just before the trade deadline and then um, obviously has had an ankle injury, right? But if there's any player that can plug and play and they're actually unbeaten in games where he has played, um, however, that didn't help my Clippers case. And then the third thing, the the Clippers then drew the Suns in the first round of the playoffs. And I am incredulous that they... They could have lost that final game of the regular season. They'd be playing the Warriors right now. Uh, they'd be playing the Kings right now. They'd be a favorite even without Paul George, and they'd be on the opposite side of the draw to the Suns and to the Nuggets. So they're just absolute morons. I know people who really follow the permutations and understand um, what was at stake on the final day. It wasn't that simple. There was a possibility yep. if they'd lost, they could have fallen further. Uh, I would have just rolled the dice. They knew if they won, this was the matchup they got. Well, congratulations. Um, good luck getting past uh, KD, CP3, Aiton, and Devin Booker as well. We can talk a little bit more about Phoenix when it comes to the West odds, but um, should we move to the next series in the West? Yeah, and, and just quickly on that, the Clippers have shown their hand before that they're willing to lose on purpose to find a... I think that played in their heads. They didn't want to They didn't want to look to dodge someone this year, but this was the year to do it. Uh, I just think this absolute stupidity... Um, and you end up, yeah, as you say, your opponent is a dollar seventeen now. Now this is the three-six uh, matchup: Warriors Kings. So Kings have home court. Uh, the Warriors are the dollar thirty-five favorites. To me, the key is Andrew Wiggins, who has not played a number of months of this season. Who was pivotal? I would say the second best player on the title side a year ago. Um, He's meant to be back. Is that right? And um, do you give the Kings a, a decent shot in this series? Because they are $3.30. Mate, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I saw some um, Kings floating up to force, and that's just disrespectful to me, considering the season that they put up. And they're going to take some stopping. But, yeah, their defense sucks. So that doesn't really um, bode too well for the playoffs. But the Warriors are going to have to stop them, and they're going to have to win a game on the road. So I... I couldn't get behind the Warriors. That's my favorite team. I couldn't get behind them at $1.35, but I could get behind the Kings. You can find them closer to fours if you shop around a little bit. That's a good bit. That That's a really good bit. I can see a number of ways that that, that hits for the Kings, okay? Um, yeah, like I said, good luck stopping them. Like, <laughs> good that's luck it. stopping they, them. They don't like, have a good defense. For three months. That's your best defender. And then who are you going to play? Mm. Jordan Poole? He's going to get cooked. Um, Steph can play team defense. Clay's a step off it. Dray- Draymond's still got it. Draymond's still that guy. But um, but yeah, I don't think Draymond, Draymond's not the same player that, um, you know, was on the team that won three titles, you know, from 2015 to 20 to 2018 either. Um, nah, so- he, he hasn't got the lift, but he makes that defense go. He, like if they've got yes. him, he, he just makes it go. He might not be able to just just defend De'Aaron Fox in space or something, like now, today, because of athleticism. But just in terms of the huge impact he has, um, and, and getting guys in the right places, just finding himself in the right place to to get a steal or a block or a tip, or it just um, it just happens for that guy. So he's still got yeah, that, he, and it's, he's, he's good. He'll help. For sure. And and I think the Warriors got so lucky, uh, you know, having players out and just kind of, um, you know, not winning, barely winning a game on the road all year. 
but yet they find themselves, they get the perfect matchup. Like, no disrespect to the Kings. What's the playoff drought? Something like 18 years they haven't been in the playoffs. And that, I do think that they've got the uh, most expensive average ticket price. That's the hottest ticket in town, getting a ticket to these playoff games. So it's going to be absolutely rocking. They, they You know, they light the beam. But uh, in saying all that, because the defense um, doesn't stop anybody, you still probably think the Warriors will find their way through this series. But I think if Wiggins uh, is not up to game speed, then I do think the Kings are very live dogs in that series. Let's move to – let's stay in the West and see what we can find next. Uh Grizzlies-Lakers. So the Lakers winning that play-in game yesterday, the 7-8 against Minnesota, when I thought they were dead in the water, but, geez, Minnesota's got issues. We won't even get into them. Uh, But LeBron missed a lot of the season that he was potentially going to miss the season, but he's playing through uh, a foot injury that might need surgery after the year. Anthony Davis had somewhat of a resurgence. Uh, Lakers playing good ball. They are outsiders. The Grizzlies are $1.68 to win this series. It's the 2v7. And the Lakers, I think, sorry, I'm squinting. It's like 218 to take out the series. So pretty tight. Which way do you see it going? Uh, I don't see a bit here, first and foremost. But in terms of, uh, I'd lean towards the Grizzlies. Um, Yeah, I'd lean towards the Grizzlies. How about you, Jacob? I, I think the Grizzlies as well. I think that they've been as under the radar as any team this year. I think probably because... John Morant was out for a while, so they weren't, you know, at their ceiling. And then there was question marks about when he will come back. But he's looked pretty good, and the team seems to have embraced him. And you got, you know, Triple J uh, is probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year, which is one regular season award we didn't talk about. Uh, they've got the role players like Bain, Brooks. Uh, I think that the Grizzlies, I also think I mentioned before, like that murderer's row for the Clippers with Phoenix and Denver both on that side of the draw. So I think this is the more open side of the draw. I think you can make a case for any of those sides. Uh, the two in this series, Memphis and LA, but also they're going to meet the winner of Golden State and Sacramento. And I'm not a huge high on Golden State this year. I think I picked them to win the West last year. I just think they, they don't have the same vibe. Whether they can rediscover it, um, we'll, we'll find out. So I think Memphis, who has home court, at least for the next two rounds, and has a player that can get to another level in Jar. Um, I'd be taking him, but in this series, I think it's going to be won and lost at the rim because the Lakers attack the rim like no other. I believe LeBron and AD lead the league in uh, points per game scored at the rim. The Lakers have the highest uh, free throw uh, disparity or differential to any team in the league. And That's right, while, the and so yes, and so the thing is, well, Memphis has the defensive player of the year, right? So does that mean he can negate that? But Jaron Jackson Jr. is very prone to fouls. So I think the real key is, can he contest the Lakers shots without fouling? I think that's going to decide this series. And this is this is what it comes down to, Jacob, because Jaron Jackson Jr., I think he plays about 28 minutes a game. It's not because he's unfit, it's because he fouls a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you remember back to when the last whole postseason last year, couldn't stay out of foul trouble. Now, last year they were lucky because they had Brandon Clark and uh, Stephen Adams that they could go to. You know, so they can do do different things like have Jaron Jackson off the ball. So if Anthony Davis and LeBron are putting that much pressure on the rim, man, I wish I could find some props for over-under fouls on Jaron Jackson because I think he's going to have real trouble because all he's shown throughout the course of his career, even in games that count, he can't help himself. Like, he's making all these plays, and that's what makes him an amazing player, right? Like, 
all these steals, all these blocks, like all these extra efforts, but that also puts him in more positions to foul. Um, and then if he fouls, now now what are you looking at? John Conchar. Anthony Davis will score 5,000 points on John Conchar. He will score on uh, Tillman. Till, like, what, what are they going to do if Jaron Jackson can't play more than those 28 minutes? And there's a big chance that that happens, okay? Or you can say, oh, yeah, well, what are the Lakers going to do if Ja Morant goes off? It, I've, I've already ticked that off that that's going to happen. But <laughs> the question is, what's Jaron Jackson going to bring? Can he, can he control himself? Can he stay in the game for, you know, 36? Can he give us 36, 36 minutes, you know, 20 and 10 with uh, two blocks and three fouls instead of six? Yes, yeah. and I believe he averaged five fouls a game in the season series with the Lakers this year, and you can only get six at the max. Um, I've got some uh, some contributions from uh, group member Brandon G, who tips nearly daily, uh, with more so like game by game and player props. But I did ask him if he had anything uh, for the playoffs, and in this series, he's actually going the Lakers to break the play-in curse. Uh, I think okay. by that he means that a team hasn't won a series after getting through the play-ins. But he has them beating Memphis. He he said the same reasons, uh, just to reiterate, that he doesn't think they can stop AD and LeBron with no Adams. And there's a question about whether Adams is going to be in. I don't believe Adams is back for the playoffs or um, Brandon Clark. And um, and the Lakers as well, since trading Russell Westbrook and revamping their team um, and, you know, the uh, emergence of, uh, of Reeves, they they actually look a really legit team that has a really high level defense. So, but are we are we both still picking Memphis though? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, picking Memphis, I'm not getting yeah. like I can see a path to the Lakers. Like this guy, he posted on the tripod. He said, "Oh, I like the Lakers." You know, at seven dollars, and I'm yes. like, "Yeah, I can see that happening." It's not wild. Like the Lakers since the trade deadline. Okay, some of the teams they're playing against are losing on purpose. Come this time of the season, but other mm -hmm. than that, the record's been really strong. They've been putting up good numbers, and yeah, Memphis's depth up front is going to be tested, especially if um, you know LeBron they're attacking the rim. You know they're just going to just keep going. It's not which it's we know they will be for sure. Uh, let, okay, I'll just put up the West odds there in general. Um, Brandon also actually said he would not be shocked if the Kings can knock over Golden State Warriors. Uh, again, as you said, you can get close to $4 on that shop around. And he said that should be close to the $3 mark because of the offense. And, um, you know, Golden State has not been impressive this year. So that backs up what you yeah. said. Now, as we look at the odds for the West, the team we haven't spoken about is Denver, partly because we don't have the odds for their playoff, first round playoff series, because we don't know the opponent yet. It will be the winner of Memphis and OKC. Just watch Prison, that earlier uh, today. Oh, sorry, it'll be, yeah, OKC. Sorry, Minnesota. Minnesota, sorry, I meant to say. Yeah. Um, of course, the T-Wolves losing agonizingly and they're a bit of a mess. Um, I don't even really want to talk about that series. I think it's fair to say the Nuggets will handle either of those comfortably. It'd be cool to see, you know, Josh Giddy in the playoffs for sure. Uh, he made some clutch free throws to Savo. And, uh, yeah, there's been some exciting playing games. But let's talk about Denver. So I think we're, even though I begrudgingly... Um, can't really see the Clippers getting an upset over the Suns. So let's actually look at a series that we can pretty comfortably predict will happen in the second round. Suns, Nuggets. How would you see that going down? Oh, Suns, easy. Suns going to kill them. Okay. Even, yeah. even not Suns in four? Nah, something like four. Suns in five. Suns. You know what I mean? So we've seen yep. it the past few postseasons. We saw it um, 
last year, if you remember, I think there was like one big Jokic game and yeah. Golden State Warriors just that was the, that was the Suns in four, the Suns in four yep. series. And then the year before that was the Suns, CP and Book just cooking Jokic again. Not Jokic, like it's a team. Basketball's not played in mm-hmm. a in a vacuum, but with that guy playing center. It limits their options in some ways. You know what I mean? So offensively, they can do that. Expands their options. They can do whatever they want. They can run point Jokic. They can run them in the post. They can do anything. But what we've seen in the postseason is, uh, yeah, they get torched by guards that are really good in the mid-range or, or anyone that can really operate in the mid-range. And, uh, yeah, they just go in there and do it. Like, there's not, not going to be much. So then what's their path? They score 100 and... 30, and the other team scores 125. So uh, I guess I'd have the Nuggets as the underdog against the Suns for sure. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's interesting. Well, the the uh, odds for the West indicate that's going to be the case. The Suns are the favourites, despite the fact that the Nuggets will have home court in that series. Uh, the Nuggets are similar case study to the Sacramento Kings, really. Uh, you know, elite offence. But does elite offense cover up for very mediocre to poor defense? That's the question. We've already said if you know if your concerns are about chemistry with the Suns, you do feel that it's while it is very unusual to get your best player mid-season, that Durant could be an exception because how easily, how seamlessly his style fits in. Um, and so I actually would have to lean towards the Suns. But I just want to make it clear, like I am a Nuggets fan, and and you know what I. Some long-term followers of the pod will recall, I was onto the Nuggets before anyone. I was tipping them to win the West in 2020, and I was laughed at, and I was told they had zero chance against the Clippers, zero chance against the Lakers. They were $13. They had the same core team then that they have now. They had Jokic before he won back-to-back MVPs. They had Jamal Murray. They had MPJ. um, And they did upset those highly fancy Clippers, although they did lose to the Lakers in a reasonably close series in the West Finals, and the Lakers went on and won the championship. Um, you're going to say? 500 on. I think I got them at six, at sixes to beat the Clippers. That was their second series. Eh? The first series was yes. the Jazz. Yeah. Second series was the Clippers, and they were heavy underdogs. I'm saying yes. $6, 500 on, straight in there, bang, whipped them. <laughs> did um, have to, well, had to come back from 3-1, to be fair. They, they did it. They got it done. And then yes. the next series against the Lakers, they were in a great position, actually, matter of fact. Um Anthony Davis yeah, Plum, and a buzzer beater. Yeah, Plumley like three, they, they stuffed up. They they stuffed up their coverage. Mason Plumley, man, he's rubbish. But um, yeah, but when they face guys that can really operate in the mid range, so you know when you look at LeBron, you look at AD, they're going to the rim, so it's a bit you know tougher, um, tougher matchup. But these guys, like the the teams, the last few seasons that have just given them trouble are teams like the Suns. Got them out of there quick. Four one. Four, now, four, what one. I will say in um to push back on that though. Is those guys that um that were flanking the Joker three years ago when I really liked the Nuggets uh, as a, as a dark horse? Um, they weren't around the last two playoff runs, so it was kind of like like Murray did the yeah. ACL and kind of missed That's the right. last two playoffs. So so it was yeah. kind of Jokic like on his own, um, yeah. which is why I don't put a lot of credence in kind of how the Nuggets went. But now that they have a full strength squad, there's no excuses and they've got home court, so. The road to the finals does go through Denver. Um, it's a very likely second-round series, and I do think that the Suns have the class, but arguably the Nuggets do have the depth. So I do think it's a lot closer. And if I'm putting a futures bet on for the championship or the or just the West, 
I'm going to steer away from the Nuggets and the Suns because they've got to play each other. And I know one of them can't even get to the West Finals. And I know the other one is going to have a real battle on their hands. And I think that is a series that could go seven. So I'm looking at the other side of the draw. So that's why I think maybe the value would actually be about someone like uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. And I think that's also why the Warriors have um, shorter odds than the Nuggets, just because they've got that easier path. Clippers could have chosen that path, but for some reasons that remain unknown, they did not. Now, uh, we will talk championship, but we've got to move to the East. And just before we do look at the Eastern Conference, we'll get a word from Tristan, who's going to talk about uh, how the market is shaping up. Hey, everyone. It's Tristan here from Top Sport. And the NBA Finals are here, or the playoffs are here. We're into the play-in tournament. And Jesus, it's been an exciting couple of games today, filming this on the Thursday. But, um, yeah, we're moving into, into the big games coming up. This season's been really uh, fascinating with the way the the market's shaped up. We've got three clear favourites in Milwaukee, Boston and Phoenix. Milwaukee 350, Boston 440 and Phoenix at $4.80. Um, out of those three, Boston's our only loser at the moment. Um, they're, they're, they're a significant takeout at the moment. But we've laid more of the middle pin runners. Uh, we've laid the Lakers and Memphis. When the Lakers have started to get a bit of a run going, we've uh, laid them at the big odds and Memphis at the big odds and... Also, Sacramento at a really big price, which I know was actually tipped up for them to win the division at 200 to 1, which thankfully we dodged that because uh, we uh, we laid a couple of little bets on it, but certainly wasn't a, a terrible result as we took a, quite a few multis on the, the favourites running through those divisions. But yeah, it's, it's been a lot, of, uh, a lot of spread in terms of the teams we've laid, and I think that's just been the common sort of... Uh, thought process that whilst the season's, been, the season's been so up and down, look for a little bit of value. Um, the MVP's been the other market where there's been quite a bit of activity and there has been a good split of business between Jokic and Embiid, who have obviously been fighting it out for the vast majority as well as Giannis. So um, Embiid, we, we laid when it was around about the $15 mark and then went a bit quiet and then as, as he got into favourite and around that $2 market, there was a really, really big push uh, for Embiid in, in that one. So Looking forward to seeing how the playoffs turn out. We've got all the, uh, the, the, the series markets up for the bulk of the series at the moment. Uh, we've got the finals MVP up as well. So check all of those markets out on the site. Have a look at the player bets as well. But um, obviously, gamble responsibly and good luck as you have a wager through the playoffs. Now, that's reminded me I need to text Tristan because they are going to give a lower market percentage or a super aggressive price about Tala and also happens to be Brandon's championship pick. So the best odds you're going to get on the market only for about an hour um, during this pod, which we're going to reveal. We're going to go series by series. I'm going to let you start talking, Tala, about the 4-5 matchup. We'll go through all the East series. This one is Nick's Cavaliers, probably slated to be the most uh, competitive in the first round of the East. Uh, the Cavs have home court advantage. They are $1.45. How do you see this one? I need to text Tristan to say that because we were a little bit delayed getting started to keep those odds up a bit longer about the championship pick. But we'll get to that. Talk through the 4-5 yeah. matchup first. Cavaliers. I like the Cavaliers here in this spot. So they've got uh, Spider Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, really good uh, playoff performer. Or or should I say he's up for it, right? He's going to put up the shots. He's going to get after. He's not going to be scared of the moment. We've seen him have like multiple 40-point uh, games without necessarily his team progressing too far. The the key for me here is why I think I wouldn't be keen to back the Knicks um Julius Randle. He hurt his ankle just before the end of the regular season. And um, yeah, 
it's he's he's got that injury cloud hanging over him so that's why i wouldn't be in a hurry to back the knicks okay um brunson massive addition i really like that and they've got some good young guys that contribute here and there like um grimes has been awesome um RJ barrett has been probably mediocre um, Toppin has been good quickly so they've got um, some pretty good depth and some guys that are bringing stuff off the bench. Um, but just, yeah, just not with Randall being injured. I don't like that. So I, I'd stay away from that. And, uh, yeah, I like Jared Allen and Mobley at the room. I, th I think, you know, the Cavs are pretty, 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 pretty good playoff team when I look at it for, for a fourth seed. That's a strong team. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of Mobley. People will recall in our season preview I talked about uh, – the Cavs win total. We thought they'd be a really good regular season team. Will they be a good playoff team? Look, uh, Donovan Mitchell and um, why am I blanking on the Garland. other great Garland. Garland? Yeah, Darius Garland. Like to have that that backcourt, um, I think goes a long way. I want to get your opinion on uh, the next round. Assuming the Cavaliers get through this, that that becomes the first challenge for the Milwaukee Bucks. But we'll talk about the Bucks in a minute. Let's move. Let's see what uh, what Eastern series comes up next. Nets 76ers. So this is the 3-6. Uh, uh, the Nets with obviously that big in-season trades, uh, trading away Kyrie and KD, but have still found themselves in the playoffs, not even the play-in. Do you give them any hope against Philadelphia? Nah, not much. Like this isn't a – so the thing you've got to consider is that they were a really good team with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and their ranking was really high. Now, they made the trades, and then they came back to earth. If you look at what that team was post-trades, they, they wouldn't have probably made the playoffs. They, they, they're not really on the same level as the 76ers or all the other teams that are around that, you know, um, Cavaliers, Knicks. They might win a game, like if their guys get hot, I think. But other than that, I think Embiid and the supporting cast will be too good. That's I don't, I don't really can't see a part to that. Maybe if Embiid got injured, maybe they win a series. Something like that. But. In fact, Brandon G's got another tip for this one. He's actually going 76ers in a sweep at $4 uh, because he likes the Sixers but also says he's not a big fan of the Brooklyn um, with, you know, leaning on Dinwiddie. Obviously, Brooklyn Bridges has been on fire, to be fair. And how about the stats on Bridges? He hasn't missed a game since high school. In fact, he played 83 games this season. And I just talked about how it's uh, – the era of uh, load management. He played 83 <laughs> thanks to the trade. Uh, an absolute Ironman. Didn't miss a game in college. I love watching him play too. I remember giving out the Suns to win their division a couple of years ago. So I was watching them really closely and I loved Bridges. So that's where you go back to obviously Cam Johnson is on this team. Does that test the depth of the Suns? We'll see in the West. Um, they're a fun side. Look, Claxton is a good defensive player too. So um, I don't know if I agree with Brandon's pick there, but um, it's a, it's a, Long well, four dollar odds. If you just think that Philly are going to dominate, I want to get to some people's comments. Um, let's just, I'll just put some on screen and that are that are good, and we'll just talk them through. Um, Matty Blanche says Draymond breathing on you for forty eight minutes would be hard work. He also says Stephen Adams hurts the Grizzlies. Uh, Dane says missed the start. Assume Sacramento's a lock for the title. I will say, and I know Dane's one of the guys that got on your two hundred to one. If you got two hundred one on the, the Kings. The least you can do is put a little bit on them to roll it in for the championship because if you get 200 to 1 and then what are they now for the championship? Are they 60 to 1, you know? So like then that, yeah, you're effectively 
you're effectively getting kind of a thousand to one on that original dollar, if you know what I mean. Just put a little sprinkle. It's be rude not to. Barney's got the Lakers winning all day, but Marcus says the Suns surely have to put it together this season. Ryan's with him if the Suns stay healthy. Blanche likes the Nuggets if Bubble Murray shows up. Bubble Murray was special. He was the man helping us win those series from down 3-1. Brendan right. asked thoughts on six man of the year. You mentioned Emmanuel quickly. Tala, I think he probably gets it done. Uh, Ryan says, don't mind Donovan Mitchell for finals MVP as a way to back the Cavs. Look, if wow. I think okay. Mobley's that good, but I think often a guard does win it because they have to score in volume. We'll get yep. to whether plus, the Cavs plus, have a chance over yeah, the Bucks. Plus, have those memorable shots from a guard generally, like, you know, the, the pull up to win yeah. the game, bang, you know, like. I, I do think, yeah, late in the game, um, they don't necessarily feed the big man. He's probably just going to keep it on the perimeter and um, and he can make a big shot. Um, Lanchi also says Randall's fallen in love with the three ball. Declan says 200 more games than any other active player. Oh, that's um, Mikael Bridges, his streak he, of how many he's played in a row. So he's played like something like 300 in a row. I can't remember the exact number, but nobody else is within 200 games of him. And uh, Bill there talking about liking Bridges having a big showing against Philly. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But I think Philly should be too strong. You talked about Philly's supporting cast, as Declan says. Yes, Mikhail Bridges has played 398 straight. Look, I think Philly's supporting cast will be good enough in this series. But uh, how deep they are compared to kind of Boston and um, Milwaukee, let's discuss. Let's try and bring up the Boston series. Now, they faced the Hawks after the Hawks upset the Miami Heat which I think Boston would be more than happy about. I don't think that the Celtics wanted a repeat of the Eastern Conference Finals no. in the first round, especially no. when they were a, a Jimmy Butler walk-off three away from missing a trip to the finals. They should handle the Hawks, right? But talk to me about what you see from uh, Boston. Uh, Boston, good team offensively, defensively, two really good wings. It's hard to pick holes for me to pick holes in Boston, okay? They've got a good good guard depth, smart, Brogdon, uh, Derek White has really been performing. Um, all those guys are good defenders as well. So, um, you know, then you've got two good defensive wings, Tatum, Brown. You've got Horford inside. You've got Robert Williams inside. They're a good, good team. So if you've got money on the Celtics, you're probably feeling pretty good right now. Um, yeah, I've got nothing really bad to say. You about know, the only the argument series. against the Celtics, if you did back them like at the start of the year or whatever, it's probably just after a really strong start is the fact that they did uh, kind of peter off around the middle of the year while Milwaukee caught fire. And that not only has cost the Celtics home advantage in the East, but it's put them on the same side of the draw as the 76ers. And most people would say they're three, there are three powerhouses in the East. So it's such an advantage as I bring up the uh, overall Eastern conference odds. It's no, that's the championship odds. Uh, it's such an advantage being, the one versus the two, three, because if you're the one, you've only got to beat Boston or the 76ers. If you are either Boston or Philly, you've got to win two massive series. So that's the big difference. And that's the challenge for Boston. And that's why Milwaukee are $2.10 to win the East. But I asked you to uh, speculate on a, on a series that I'm just predicting will occur, which uh, was, you know, Suns nuggets. I think there's a high probability of happening in the West in the, uh, Look, in the East, I'll go as far to say the second round is going to be Bucks, cavs and Celtics 76ers. So who would you pick in each of those series? Bucks, cavs I'll take the Bucks and I'll You think take it's the close? Bucks, cavs yeah, I think it's close, yeah. man. With Middleton out, yeah. I think 
I'm not necessarily saying it's a bit. Like if you can How get, long's Middleton uh, out for? I'm not sure. He hurt his knee. Uh, that's okay. the latest reporting. So if we saw last season without him, they sort of struggle for that guy that can get his own shot, you know. Drew Holiday's amazing just in terms of, you know, his defense, and he can shoot sometimes, whereas – Chris Middleton, when he gets it going, he's a bucket, you know. That Chris Middleton, Giannis pick and roll is a really effective weapon um, just because I think he's a little bit more of an accurate shooter and he can also get to that mid-range kind of game a little bit better. And sometimes that's what you're left with in the playoffs. Like when teams really ramp it up, the shots that you're left with are sometimes those mid-range shots. So if you can have a guy that operates there really at a high, high level, um, it's good. It's going to help your team, all right? Um, so that that's that, that's that, but generally I'd say yeah the Bucks because they got Giannis. I like just backing the best player in the series. Like they, oh they they got Giannis easy, but not necessarily saying. Well, let's it's a segue bit. to the other side of the draw because who is the best player in a Celtics 76ers series uh, where Boston will have home court and who takes it out? Embiid and I like the Philly 76ers. They're going to be, you know, those odds probably imply that they'll be the underdog if they make it that far. So they have to win their first series against the Nets and then Celtics have to win also. So, yeah, 76ers will be going in as the underdogs. I think in the regular season, the Celtics won that series 3-1 with the one being a game where Joel Embiid scored 50. But he he has a pretty good pattern of performance against the Celtics. 52. Um, 52. And I'll correct you because they needed the... They needed the two extra. Yeah. They only won it by two. They had to survive a, a meltdown at the very end and a, and a Jason Tatum fadeaway. I think Jalen Brown was out. But um, the Celtics yes. did beat the 76ers, or Jalen Brown, one of those two. The Celtics did beat the 76ers, I think, 4-1 or 4-0 in the 2020 playoffs. And Embiid, he just didn't have it. But he's at a better level now. He seems fitter. He seems pretty healthy coming in. And... Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to bet him at plus money, like to to get it done in that kind of series. Yeah. And Brandon actually agrees with you. He said all the talk is about Bucks and Celtics in the East, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Philly get out of there if Harden and Embiid can fire. This is the first ever time teammates led the league in scoring and the league in assists. And then you throw in Maxi, who I agree is is a stud when you talk about the depth. Look, he's mentioned Harris and PJ Tucker. I'm not too high on either of those guys. I know PJ's toughness. Tobias Harris is so overpaid and just does, I don't know, can just uh, drift out of games if he can play his best. And they're going to need like that extra wing wing depth for sure. So he's the X factor for me. But uh, Brandon says that's as good a starting five as any. And in terms of value, he likes them because they are longer than the other two more highly fancied. So without further ado, although George says no chance, get real, um, look, if you want to back the 76ers who Brandon likes and you just said you'd take them in the East, in fact, you reckon, Tala, at this point, um, if you could just play a futures play on anyone for the value, you'd go 76ers for the whole thing? Yeah, just from a betting perspective, they've got a good defense. They've got a player that can really go for it. Like, you know, they got question marks. Harden's never really been a postseason guy. But if you think back, actually, he was actually at one time the Thunder. I think maybe his rookie season or second season in the league. They went all the way to the finals, <laughs> and he put up some games. No, I'm serious. He, he put up some yeah, games. Yeah, no, he did He did in the West finals. I feel like he's still at a quiet finals, and he was a sixth man at that stage of his career, yeah, to be yeah, fair. Like, yeah, so yeah. for the most part, his playoff track record is very bad. Um, I've seen some games live where I thought, oh, there's something wrong with this guy. Like, he's, he's got to be injured for sure. Or, but uh, at least they got him beat, you know. Uh, Bam, Bam denied him the ball. 
against the Heat, and they they got them out of there. But I think the 76ers are better this year than they were last season. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy at those odds, just in terms of the odds. You know, you can make an argument, like I said, for the Celtics. You can make one for the Bucks really strong. Um, but at those odds, you know, 550. Even the Cavaliers at 19s, now that's somewhat intriguing, you know, like, but... Yeah, I'm I just Googled and it doesn't sound like the Middleton injury is very serious. So I think he will be there for the playoffs. I don't think the Bucks would be 210 without him. Injuries can always uh, throw a spanner in the works. So you take someone like Cavaliers and then suddenly there is an injury, you know, kind of how we saw Toronto go on a run or even to be fair, the Suns when they made that run a couple of years ago wasn't expected, but they kept meeting teams that had injuries like the Clippers lost Kawhi that year and stuff in the playoffs. Right. So. It can definitely happen, um, but that's also the case for probably taking Philly because they're healthy right now, and I'm really excited to see Embiid just really going for it because he's another guy like Harden um, who doesn't have playoff success on his resume yet. And um, Blanche comments there that Rivers and Harden are perennial chokers, and I think back to um, one of the times where a James Harden team actually won a playoff series was because the Clippers were uh, coached by Doc Rivers and uh, blew a 3-1 lead, which was um, shocking, including including a closeout game where Harden was on the bench. But uh, I think it was Corey Brewer and Josh Smith just started making Yeah, that's right. That's for, exactly right. They benched the him and then they came back from like 20. They were down that's 20. right. That's right. And, and, um, and went on to win that back. series. So, look, anything can happen in the playoffs. Um, I think Boston's the strongest, actually, the strongest team in the East. Um, so that's probably who I'm looking at. But I'd love to see Philly do it, and I can't really disagree with you guys. And, look, if you go on toppy, $12 about the Philly 76ers to win the whole championship, which is uh, the best available odds in the market. And you can add up to 100 on that, and that's going to be available. I'm not sure. I've tried to ask Tristan to keep it until about 7.30 uh, Eastern time. So if you guys like that, Brandon's tipped it. Tala likes it as well. Uh, we can close with this, Tala, then. Um, would you back anyone for finals MVP? So obviously this is like how people will bet the – um, Clive Churchill before we even know who's in the finals. Um, but basically you've got to look at each of these players as Giannis is the favorite um, as a kind of a proxy for their team. And you're just taking the risk that if you take the player and not the team, that a different teammate could win it. In some of these cases like Milwaukee, it's not going to happen. It's going to be Giannis or if he's not the finals MVP, it means the Bucks didn't win the title. But uh, does anyone kind of jump out at you? Tyler, because like we're seeing there, Joel Embiid's $10, but this is what I'm saying. You can get 12 about the 76ers right now. So that does demonstrate the value. Um, I shared, I gave out finals MVP Steph Curry last year, in fact, but um, who do you like in this one? I can't really, you know, I no, I don't. Uh, if you like the Celtics, just bet Jason Tatum, because what are they paying for the championship? Five bucks? Let's bring that up. So Tatum is 550 but... 430 for the championship with the Celtics. That's not bad. Like you could say, oh, yes. you know, Brown could win it, but I think that's pretty unlikely. Oh, like, you know, less likely. Mm. So I guess, yep. yeah, Jason Tatum or, or yeah. And somebody did comment um, Donovan Mitchell in the comments there for like a long time. Right. I don't know if he, he's not even going to show up probably on this list because he might be a bit further down. Um, I saw it. I can't scroll on that. Sorry, oh. it's a screenshot. But um, somebody that's else commented. They they off they now do MVP of the West Finals and the East Finals. I think it's the like Magic Russell, Johnson and yeah, and Russell, um yeah. and uh, Larry Bird trophy, something like that. Yeah. And um, someone found like LeBron at fourteen dollars to be the Western 
uh, MVP. Like, you know, that's that's producing odds, I guess, because his teammates with Anthony Davis. So have a look around at these kind of markets, guys. It all officially tips off on Sunday morning. Look, we've probably covered a fair bit, Tala. Plenty for people to chew on. I'd love to hear other people's thoughts uh, in the comments. Just hit us up. Let us know what you're backing. It's great fun. I love the playoffs. Um, you know, early days, you might get two or three or even on the big days, four games. But generally, you know, one or two big games every single day, rolling all the way into June. The stakes just getting higher and higher. The best players playing bigger minutes. And uh, it's for all the marbles. And there's always exciting twists and turns. And, um, yeah, plenty of, like, no, there's no sure things, really. So uh, plenty of different angles you can take and plenty of juicy odds if you can find them, as, of course, Tala did in the regular season. So can't wait to watch it. But uh, I really appreciate your time joining me to uh, to talk all about it before it unfolds, Tala. It's all good, man. Happy to be here. And best Ooh. of luck for um, any or your tips. Obviously, you are riding the 76ers. What else are you riding? Oh, you've... You did get our Milwaukee early days. Yeah, Milwaukee and anything at, else is still alive? Milwaukee at ginormous odds. Um, Philly at about 20s. And uh, the Lakers, I jumped on them at the trade deadline at about 30, 30 something dollars. So, no, you yeah, got, you got good pets. positions there. Yeah. Oh, whereas I'm on I'm on the Clippers at 17 to 1. So uh, <laughs> about double that odds. As I said, it hasn't worked out. I haven't abandoned all hope. Anything can happen, but uh, I apologize. Exactly if people right. tell me on that one, it's not looking the best. However, I hope you guys did tell me on Embiid for MVP. It still might be a few weeks till that gets announced officially. I'm not sure. I know people have been asking me when's it going to pay out. We'll see. Uh, but good luck if you're uh, riding that one. Or for anything you're back throughout the playoffs, always do it responsibly, guys. And, uh, look, there's a footy game tonight. Uh, we've got My Dolphins are playing, so I better um, change, my, change gears my brain back to NRL. Next time I'll see you guys is the NRL recap on Sunday night. And um, Tala, I'm sure we're going to see you throughout the group interacting and um, sharing value where you see it on a, on a game-by-game basis. So I'll let you – you've got to work tonight. I'll let you get to work, mate. But once yeah, again, hey, thank thanks you. for your time. Cheers, Thanks, Jacob. See you guys. Thumbs up.